Good evening, morning, afternoon, whatever applies to you, and welcome to our EuroLeague preview show for the LEC Spring Split. Not to be confused with the, you know, just completed winter split. Uh, as always, I'm joined by Kira, who doesn't really get a proper intro anymore uh, until at least I've been hit with a fresh wave of inspiration. Uh, I was working on a gag involving Kira Knightley and a Chinese mid laner, but. The joke went missing, and as a ruler of thumb, just decided to pack it in, drink some JD, and listen to Get Low instead. And yes, I'm not going to lie, that was a pre-written joke, but if you don't like it, then you canavi be having any more of them. Oh, and there it is. He got in all five players. He got in all five players. Oh, he's done it. He's done it. You thought, where's he going to fit Kanavi in? But he's done it. Uh, anyway, moving swiftly on, uh, I'm also joined by uh, LPL caster and former XL support, need, need we forget, Orcs, who probably, based on watching Targamas on XL this split, uh, probably feels he should have postponed that retirement a little bit, I would imagine. Yep. Excellent had a rough time, is all I'm going to say, right? Um, I'm sure Cadwell had a similar sort of perspective when he was looking at it. I think he had a tweet as well after after they kind of uh, got knocked out where he was like, I wasn't the problem or something like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like for a lot of people like the roster as well, we wouldn't have expected this from the outset. Yeah, I think what I, what made me laugh is I saw Cadrell either said it was either like a stream clip or he said it uh, in a tweet or something the other day where he was like, "I really regret role swapping to jungle," and I just remember thinking, "Yeah, that was that, that's the takeaway. That's the takeaway from that career, I guess. Role swapping to jungle. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, anyway, uh, before we dive into all things LEC, uh, I do have to hit you with my patented would you rather. It's a very simple one this week, actually. Very simple. I'm hoping you've both played these games. If you haven't, then you're a disgrace and you should go away. Get off the podcast right now and play them because they're both bangers. But it goes as follows. Would you rather have to live in the Fallout universe or the Skyrim universe? There you oh, go. Shit. Come on, actually, Kira. I'm going to hit you with that. Okay. And this, Fallout 1-2 or Bethesda's? Bethesda's. So Fallout 3. Fallout 3 onwards, I guess you can say. And, then one, for, and, and then one for Elder Scrolls, which games onwards? Skyrim. Skyrim. Or, oh, just Skyrim. Yeah, or Oblivion. Take oh, your pick. oh, Oblivion. Right, okay, I'm picking. Oh, I'm not special enough, so it would probably just be Skyrim. Nothing bad's going to happen to me because I'm not special enough, so there you go. Nothing bad's gonna happen to you. Not not yeah, fast by the, dragon attacks or just, giants cropping up. Yeah, out of but yeah, but those those are like really really rare because like that's like three thousand years. You know, what I mean, those things happening throughout Skyrim's history. It's actually older than that, but like those things. It's, you're in the third year, so it's closer to eleven thousand. Fuck um, yeah! Now we got a law master on this. So, Jesus. <laughs> okay. And, and those are like tiny little time frames. Most of Skyrim is just like medieval history. So you'd just be like a normal person in medieval history, and you'd maybe like I wouldn't know magic or anything, so that would just be me. Follow is just not lovable, even remotely. Okay, like, right, wait, right, wait, right. Time out. Fuck you. Skyrim, as is depicted in the game. Okay, so that specific little pico moment in time. Yeah, but I can go. I can just be in like Varnfell or something in that world. I don't need to be in Skyrim. Right, whatever. Fuck this guy. Right, orcs. What, what are you taking? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna follow suit. I feel like, especially if you lived in like a settlement. It's pretty, you know, the, the, we, at, from playing Skyrim, it's always a situation where if you, like, attack anyone, the law comes on you, right? There's, there's a lot of systems in place, generally speaking, that'll keep you safe. 
I feel like if you're a run-of-the-mill person, you're probably going to be fine. Especially, I mean, like, obviously compared to, like, modern society, it's probably a lot more riskier, but compared to, like, Fallout Universe, I think it's, it's a no-brainer. Like, where would you live in Fallout that's good? Like, name me this place. Vegas? Right, so Vegas is absolutely terrible. Most people, like, the life expectancy in Vegas is, like, 25. You can't even drink, like, the water until, like, the NCR comes or the main character fixes the irrigation system. Like, all the solutions are the main character just fixing everything and going around and making the world even remotely livable. But without main character, it's a hellscape. That's uh, fair enough. You're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I just wasn't expecting such depth. I'm impressed. I won't lie. Uh, anyway, uh, speaking of things that I wasn't impressed with, but actually, no. I take it back. I was actually pretty impressed because I must say the all pro voting does seem to be getting a little bit better year on year. <laughs> and actually, it's not too bad. Uh, I mean, the only thing I disagreed with, I guess, on like the first team all pro is what we talked about on the award show. Go watch that if you haven't watched that. Not now, of course. Uh, but was uh, caps for mid. Like, I don't think it's a bad pick at all. Just personally, I think, you know, Niski's degree of difficulty was a little bit higher. But other than that, I thought generally... The teams were all at least arguable. There was no sort of eyesores on there. Uh, but I do want to run just a couple of small little things because, as always, uh, you know, they publish the uh, voting ballots and there's always a couple of crackers that pop up. Uh, and I'll start with the least egregious, but still a bit of a question mark. I'll just give you a few little examples of things that popped out to me. So in third place for most egregious voting, I've got good old Law, who uh, has put Kaiser on her ballot as one of the support players. I wouldn't say this is, like, outrageous, but it did no, that's stick outrageous. out. And it, well, that's yeah, outrageous. I did think, like, how it no, becomes that, that conclusion. That's outrageous. Yeah, it's, uh, it's an interesting one, uh, which I can't really see a justification for. Um, then I'm going to go in second place. I think this is actually... I don't know, actually. Maybe that maybe the Kaiser one's more agree. This one's pretty agrees to me as well, though, which is Wooloo, uh, Mr. Sheep, who apparently gets a vote, uh, went for Mercer as one of his supports which also is rather puzzling to me. But well, again, on third, where did he have him? Third? He was third, he was third. Yeah, yeah that's more plausible, yeah, but even then, still dicey. Yeah. But still then, dicey we have got a banger for first right, place. A banger. And this should dispel any notion that Koreans are just better than us and just know more. Because Ruby, who had Heretics votes, uh, he put Kazi, first team All-Pro AD carry, and I would say even better than that, he's got Rux as third team support. So I'm telling you, scrims. That's just that's just him just getting fucked by cars in scrims. I mean, can you I'm get fucked you. by rocks in scrims? He's not that kind of player, mate. Like, how do you get fucked by rocks? I don't in know. Maybe he, got, maybe he just got like I don't know, like maybe got mixed up right. I'm I'm just cooking something up, but maybe because like with the law thing with Kaiser, right, and with the rocks thing, maybe it's a slight at their lame partners. So like, look, this wasn't this person's fault. It wasn't Rook's fault. It was on Reckless. Maybe that's the angle, right? It wasn't... Yeah, that's a terrible angle. Mm. That's even I'm worse. Just say, I'm just saying, like, maybe, maybe that's the angle they're going for. They're, like, they're, they're, they're trying, to, trying to sell that it wasn't wasn't their issue. And, like, nah, I'm blaming the other person. It's yeah, but why did you not just put a good player there? Yeah, I don't know. See, my angle, like my angle was... Uh, my line of thought was they probably both got interviewed by her during the split. But maybe that's me yeah. just being a bit cynical. Can I... Can I highlight something actually that I think is really actually been really interesting about this all pro? And I I put, I put I tweeted this out and I posed this question and I'll see what you all have to say, right? In twenty twenty summer, Larson lost to Caps in the MVP race, okay? And yeah. I posed the question the age ago on loads of different discords. What would Larson, who for you, have to have done to have got 
the MVP. Like, yeah. what different in Larson's playstyle when he was hard carrying the fuck out of Rogue like a motherfucker on, like, Azir game after Azir game. And this was, like, hard carry Azir Larson, right? What would they have done differently? What does Yike have to have done differently to Aloya? Because I actually think that's the only thing that's egregious in this All-Pro. I can have hands anywhere from 1 to 3... I think Photon was cleared the best as well if it wasn't there. But yeah. I genuinely cannot fathom. Because is this just for regular split or everything? No, it's, every, it's everything. It's everything. I yeah, then, because then by, if it's everything, I don't know by what metric you choose. Aloya is. I think Aloya is a better player. And across the. If you. Like, across everything you could put on all. Like, across all the teams, he might be better on all of them. But I can only judge this award on how you actually play. That's like me theorising that Caps can be even better than Caps is now and him just winning first team all the time because he's going to be good at the end of the year because he's Caps. That's not yeah. how it works. It's what you actually played. So what? I don't... Where's the... Yeah, so, what's a lawyer doing? Yeah, so this is, here's what I would say on this because we talked about this, like the jungle position quite a lot on, uh, on the award show as well. And I think, like, my thing is... Yike, even though he was like fully enabled by his team, so you can argue like the degree of difficulty, I still feel like he kind of maxed out what was given to him in that sense. Like, he, I, I like, I don't feel like there were many games where I was like, ah, oh, Yike really dropped the ball on that or didn't do as much as he could have. Like, I do think he was really, really good. So, for me, Yike has to be top two. I guess the only thing I would say with Alyoya is that to me, he showed like more of a diversified game style over multiple games with a higher degree of difficulty again it's kind of somewhat similar to the, the cat like, argument which isn't necessarily fair because yike did it, the only thing he could do to a really high level so it's like there are no gaps i guess because mad are just weaker in my opinion el yoya had the opportunity to showcase a few more different things which he can do which i'm not yet sure yike can do but then I'd raise you this. If there was a top lane player like Photon playing carry champions and dominating the league, why is the same credit not extended to Yike, who is the only capable carry jungler player right now because Bo's out of like the discussion? Yeah. So why is the props not given to Yike in that extension? Yeah, like he I'm... plays the Lilia, the like, all of them basically. Yeah, sure. I mean, and as I said, I would give him those props. It just doesn't necessarily mean that I give him first team all pro. Like, I have zero problem if Yike had got first team all pro. Like, zero, like, honestly, for me, it's like complete. There are two just like you know different ways of looking at it but um yeah i mean i, I don't take issue with because that. if bo had played if bo had y uh, yike stats and had played how, like yike had he would get mvp That's true, people yeah. would not stop talking about that and he would be de like declared and like hanging now as like the greatest jungler of all time like i that went and true. checked I went and checked. There is no jungler ever who has been as statistically dominant as Yike this season. Now, that isn't just you should give him it straight away. But then he passes the actual eye test like a motherfucker. He evaluated the meta correctly. He covers bot. He placed his team's, like, strengths. It's just, like, he doesn't get to be first because he should have, like, lost more games. And yeah. Been I mean, that's... Been I think, I think the only gone. thing I would say is that I feel like my opinion is G2 was so far ahead. I feel like I don't think Yike would have been able to play in the same way on any other team. That's not like a, a slight towards him, but like, I, I don't think Ulyoya, even if Ulyoya evaluated the meta in the same way as Yike, I don't think he could just say to, to Mad Lions, this is how we're playing. I don't think it'd function. I think G2 enabled Yike to play in that way. And sure, like, statistically, he obviously did look fantastic and he, he met the expectations. And I think your point about Bo is, is good as well, because even as an LPL caster, I think the hype from, that came in on Bo was kind of, it was out of control. But I do think that, like, 
a lot has to be said for the fact that Yike was really enabled by G2 in a meta where other junglers weren't being enabled in the same way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the way I put it on side select was uh, Yike is enabled by G2 and El Yoya enables Mad Lions. And even though that they're victims of the circumstance they're put into, it's not like Yike can, is allowed to pick between which style he wants, right? Like, but that is the reality. And just very quickly to your bow point as well, I do think I agree with that completely. Like, if 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 you just switch the nameplates, then people would have given it to Bow and said, "Oh my God, one of the greatest." But what would have happened is they'd have been misunderstanding or misallocating the credit for why G two had so much sustained pressure in early games. Whereas if you like really look at the lanes like bot lane in isolation, you would realize that actually it's not that much to do with jungle at all. But people would just be lazy and attribute it to Bo because, you know, Bo is the second coming of Christ, right? But I, I do think I, I don't disagree with you. I do have a slightly different opinion in the sense that I, I, I can still feel that I can justify giving it to El Yoya in that sense. Like, um, I think this year was harder for a lawyer to do as good because Niski played more for his own advantages. Remember, I, I used to talk about like the signature style where Niski would, no matter what, leave to help a lawyer. Well, Niski actually stopped doing that and he started playing way more for his own advantage. So I actually think, in, in his own fucked up way, like a lawyer was actually more impressive this year than he was previously here, even though he was, like, worse sometimes, like, in-game, like, with his, like, decision-makings and other aspects of his game regress. I just think, like, Yike was just so, like, possibly good that you have to, like, phantom shadow box and be like, well, if I put a lawyer on G2, I would hopefully he would do every single thing that Yike does mm. and also be just as dominant. Well, I can actually tell you the, whatever, 19 games that Yike played to do exist, and they're all ridiculously dominant yeah sure so let, let, let me it. ask you both on that i'll start with you orcs on this like if you were to make any changes let's just keep it simple and stick to the first team all pro is there anything there that you didn't agree with or that you would maybe have changed uh and just to remind people the first team all pro was uh photon it was el yoya it was caps it was uh hands and mickey x I I would have gone with Yike, you know. I think it's I think it's close. I think going for Yoya is a fair one. If you actually look at the votes, like AD carry support and mid are super dominated for like the first all pro team, but jungle's close. But I think I would have lent more towards Yike. Because as much as you know, I played devil's advocate a bit there, I do think he massively stepped up to the plate. As a rookie player, I think he did you know, as you said, everything he was he needed to for the team to succeed. Sure. What about you, Kira? Like is there anything else you would have changed? Oh, I like, it's not that I hate, like, because I've been someone that's sung Aloya's praises for so long, but I, and it's a weird way, I got, like, and obviously I was someone that researched Yike much later on in his career. I thought it would be impossible for someone, a rookie, to be this good. I actually think the delta between Hansama and Exakick is actually closer than Yike, Aloya. I think Yike, this, just this split, was way further ahead in terms of actual in-game jungle performance compared to Aloya. If I was to change any, I would change extra kick for Hansama. But even then, I would maybe not even be convinced of that. That's the only one I think that's like you could like you yeah. could swither on, um, and that's about. It. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree with that. By the way, I just want to very quickly, slightly walk back my bow MVP take, but I do need to explain it a little bit as well. So when I said that. And I do think I made the point, but maybe I didn't make it that clearly. It was on the basis that, if people forget, Vitality had an insane start to the split through most of the regular season. And in my opinion, basically every single game that they won was just Bo. Basically, I, Bo and Perks, like 2v2 to a certain extent. But Bo was just, and Photon was doing really well. I mean, bot lane was just tanking, essentially. But 
those games are lost if you sub in any other jungler. And I do mean any other jungler specifically for those games. So that's why I sort of leaned on the value, most valuable player. It doesn't... So in that sense, I would have him as... Or would have had him as my MVP, but actually not first team or pro jungle. Um, but I also... The reason why I'm saying I'm going to walk it back slightly is on reflection, I still don't think he actually did it in enough games. So I don't think it's like a justifiable take anyway. So yeah, I'm kind of re rescinding my for MVP take a little bit um but anyway right let's move on from that and let's talk about the two teams that are basically the only two teams who have done uh, anything super meaningful in the offseason actually we'll speak about the third team that has done so a little bit later but let's talk about what will actually be the opening game of the split which is a genius move by Riot which is XL versus Fnatic uh couldn't really be a better opening game um just to remind everyone of the, the roster changes that have happened, XL have swapped out Targamas for Limit. Uh, I should say uh, that at this stage, that is technically still a rumor. That has not been confirmed, and I will not confirm it for you. Uh, but that is the rumor. And Fnatic have confirmed that they have swapped out Wonder for their academy top laner, Oscarinin. I, apparently, I've been saying that wrong all this time. I say Os Oscarin, but Oscarinin. And uh, Rux for Advienz, who was obviously formerly on XL and was actually playing pretty well on XL before he got benched for Mickey X, if people remember. So uh, I want to get your guys' thoughts first on um, what you think of the uh, limit to XL move. And secondly, which of these two teams you believe will actually end up having the better split or would you project have the better split also worth noting by the way that the coaching staff of course has changed i forgot to mention so um xl again i don't think it's announced but hidden is rumored to be the new coach for xl um and who the fuck is it even is it for fanatic have they even announced it or am i just brain lagging i don't even remember if... yeah i wouldn't touch the fanatic one mate yeah, fuck it, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, we'll forget coaches don't matter anyway, right, guys? So anyway, which of these two teams, Orcs, do you think, uh, who are you expecting to win this matchup? And who do you think, that you, would you expect is going to have like a better split going forward? Who do you trust more, XL versus Fnatic? I would probably lean towards XL. Um, I mean, I was really surprised by them not performing. And obviously, they had an underwhelming split and a slow start, but... I still feel like I have a lot of faith in the players. And the change, you know, Targamas had a very rough split. I think anyone could see that. I, I'm not sure whether Limit will be a fix to that problem specifically, but obviously the expectation is perform better. The main thing is, like, uh, they've changed coaching staff. I still think with the roster they have, they're very capable of at least making it out of that bottom two. I don't think that's a hard task. But, like, Fnatic, I think they just looked a mess. I don't think... Like, I, I think Rox was obviously an issue, but I don't think switching him necessarily fixed his issue. I don't know why they opted to get rid of Wonder. Perhaps, like, saving money, but then they haven't... Like, if they if they got rid of Wonder and then they used that money to invest and maybe, I don't know, brought Upset back in, I could understand that as, like, a process, right? As, you know, we need to save money somewhere to be able to, to do this. But if... I, I mean, if anything, if they dropped Reckless, they'd probably save money. But I just don't understand what the thought process is going on here. There was games in the LEC where it just seemed like they had such a bad read. Like, the, the one that stands out to me was when they went Desire Blind with the Leona. And, like, you saw them zoned off the tower at level one. And, like, it just it just looked so off. Like, it's, like, clearly there's some disconnect because people have said, you know, issues with Rox champion pool, issue with Reckless, and Reckless has never been a flexible player. But there's massive issues in that bot lane. 
I think changing Rooks might help, but I would honestly have changed Reckless as well. I feel like as much as like I get it, the brand, the business, those are valid arguments. But like if you want to win, I feel like Reckless hasn't looked good this split. I feel like clearly he has problems with champion pool compared to other players. The fact that they could have had upset potentially prior to this and then didn't is, is ludicrous. And now you're in a situation where I think if you bring in, a, you know, Advian, who's a less experienced support, you pair him with Reckless, you know, if Reckless wants to change, he'll change, but it's up to him. He's a veteran player. He is not going to change because his new support says, hey, I think we should do this. And I feel like it's just going to end up going the same way unless something drastically internally changes, which I don't know there's any reason to suggest it will. Mm. So just a small thing. Again, this is rumor. And I legitimately don't actually know the full inside story on this anyway. So this is a legitimately just a rumor. But obviously the rumor was that Upset was asked to play and he refused. He's like, nah, fuck you guys. I will not play for Fnatic. So, so far as that may or, be, may or may not have been an option, the suggestion is that actually it wasn't an option, which in which case you would say, well, maybe they're still better off going for a different ADC, right? I mean, the ADC talent pool is very large uh, in Europe. Uh, maybe even Neon uh, XD. Uh, what do you think, Kira, about the, these two teams? Who, Which of these two teams do you trust more? Remember I was talking about constipation and diarrhea. I knew you were going to say that. I, it's, yeah, <laughs> I actually knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Uh, no, they're not quite there, actually. Uh, I don't know. No. Like, put it this way. XL's, like... So, during, uh, during the split, Fnatic had, like, a game. I can't remember who it was against. Where they played, like, Jace Sever with a Gragas. And it was, like, a fuel comp with, a, like, a scaling Sever... Uh, and it would always, it could kite, either kite, oh, with a Malkai, and it could either kite you in three different ways. could speed boost, it could poke you, or it could, like, uh, root you and, like, scatter you and split the face of the Gragas, right? And when I seen that team, that team call, I was like, holy shit, they're on the turn. they like, this is replicable. You could play this, like, that's not style, but, like, that's something no one else in the LEC is playing. Uh, they won basically from Team Comp alone. Yeah. You could have literally have disconnected Rox's keyboard and they still would have won that game. And then we never seen it again. They never played it again. They never done it again. There was like 10 more angles. They could have done it again. And I was like, holy shit, they haven't actually fucking realized. They don't even realize the golden snitch that they had. And I was like, right, they're fucked, right? Something's wrong with the team. Because if you literally, if you're losing that much as that team is, and you can't even look back on your wins and realize or like see in your wins what was working, then there's something really, really, really wrong. Because remember, you're, they were getting down to absolute like desperation moments. But this is like either a lack of self awareness or something internal is fucked. Because even yes. prior to that game being played, everyone knows that's the wet dream reckless comp. Like yeah. that. But you could play. Yeah, but you could play. They could have kept playing that comp. That yeah, exactly. Crazy, yeah. yeah. So that, that is one or two things. Either they just have zero self awareness. Or yeah. of their own identity, or there's just something weird going on because you know, yeah, I agree completely. Yeah, go on. So, this is where it gets scary. So, the Fnatic players, Advin, like you were talking about, um, is a lot better than Rox. Rox is one of the worst players I've ever played in the LEC, like mechanically and like champion pool wise, where like he like puts you down like a certain like corridor. Um, he could be a great guy somewhere else, he just can't be a great guy in the LEC. Uh, will that fix the bot lane? Probably not. 
Uh, unless, again, what you were saying before, you need drastic changes from Reckless's champion pool, but we have actually seen, like, Reckless's champion pool over the years. Like, Reckless is known for being, like, a narrow player, but because he's played for so long, you've actually seen, like, you know, snippets that, of, like, time where he's, like, played almost everything. So, can he, like, flex turn, heel turn, and do something different? I don't know. Oscurin for Wonder. I think Wonder was, like, awful. Like, people were talking about, like, Wonder being, like, a good player that, like, previous split. And I was not convinced whatsoever. I think Wonder, like, caused a lot of problems. I don't think it was very good. But I don't think Oscurin solves these problems. This guy's, like, a carry coin toss player. Yeah. He slips a lot. He's not responsible. How can you be, like, I've never, like, how can you take someone from that level, bring them to the top, but they've already got a problem where they die too much. Like, and that's like one of the worst traits to have on carry top, is like having lots of resources and like dying before like key objectives. And that's one of them. When I look at Reckless Humanoid, I look at a game that you want to be stable. You know, you want stability on the map. This is not it. Overarching point here, Razork was probably more of an issue yeah. in my opinion, than almost any of those players. I actually think Razork was causing absolute chaos uh, in Fnatic. I think Razork's not looked good almost any of the periods where he's like supposed to, apart from a little bit of Summer Playoffs and a little bit of Worlds. And even then, it was still dicey as fuck. He's been billed as being like, he should be one of the best pieces in the league every single year. And he isn't. So you've got a problem. I think if you compare him to... Yankos, Yike, Aloya, I think Shield was better than them at certain, at certain parts of the game. Like, you're getting really far down the Mark last. Markoon, even. Markoon, yeah, even. You're now, like, we're now into the bottom half, bow. Yeah. We're now bottom four. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, that, you're getting, that's pretty fucking scary. And then you're supposed to be on Fnatic. XL, so that's Fnatic. I don't think this fixes, like, their problem. XL. If Limit speaks, I think he will help Patrick lead the lane. I think, I don't think. Though Patrick's form will continue. That is the worst I've ever seen Patrick play. That was like a full like rundown year. I've never seen him play that bad in my entire life. It was awful. And I think the rest of the pieces in that environment will, uh, like you know, what I mean, it'll be like a reset. You know, you take out one player and you potentially reset the environment and you look at it as being fresh. Uh, I know there was all the rumors that people were talking about that. Uh, one player gave up on the XL project within week one, and then everyone obviously summarised because he got removed, that it's Targamas. If it was Targamas, then that's a good thing that he's been removed, and maybe that actually tells you why the team was so fucked. If you listen to that VOD with the comms, uh, he doesn't speak. He's yeah. literally, he looks like he doesn't give a flying fuck about the, the state of the game or any calls that are being given by Xerxes. So, who do I think would win? I think, uh, based on player strength, Fnatic should win if both teams are just going to monkey brain it, but if they actually show on with some level of coherency, I think XL's PCs plug and play better still. So, but I don't know. This is really low tier for me. Yeah, again, I, I would just take take one of your points and repeat something I've said on a, on a previous show. With like, yeah, I agree with the Razork thing. To me, like, if you're going to make a change on Fnatic, I mean, Rux has to go. But um, then the next on the chopping block should be Razork for sure. And I do think that Razork contributed to a lot of Wanda's problems. I think Wanda, on occasion, would actually 
manage wave state relatively well but in a way where it's like i do still need help at some point and razork would just completely miss path and leave him getting fucked in games where he shouldn't have got fucked Ooh. i do think a lot of that was on razork and not wonder but yeah obviously wonder wasn't great yeah go on. humanoid didn't give a fuck either that's oh, the other yeah. problem that's regular humanoid... season humanoid though yeah, isn't it right yeah but you, there's like regular season humanoid and then there's like fucking whatever that was like remember how everyone when summer was talking about him being bad during summer it's actually because he was really, really critically bad for like three key games, and then he was actually before those key games he was actually smurfing and was by far the best yeah, mid. That's true. Yeah. This year was way more egregious than previous. Like way more. He was way, way, way worse uh, this year. No, uh, that's I it. agree with that. So, but in terms of this game, uh, just one word from both of you: Who's winning this opening game, Orcs? Who you got? Excel. I'm going Excel. Okay, and you, Kira? Excel's better plug and play. Okay. I'm gonna say Fnatic. I don't. I've got two clients oh, next. So I'm just gonna say Fnatic because I win either way now, don't I? Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, so now let's move on to the other, in my opinion, super interesting game this week, which happens to also be on the first day, which is Mad versus Vitality, uh, which is obviously the LEC finalists versus the team that many thought would be an LEC finalist. Um, and, you know, Vitality have seemingly made an ADC upgrade, bringing in Upset. Uh, I think Neon had a very down split for him, and obviously Upset, when last seen in action, uh, he does divide opinion, but everyone agrees that he's at least very good. It's just, you know, how high, you know, do you put him? Um, obviously, big question marks over the personalities on this team and how they'll gel. I do think there are some suspect profiles, including Perks, Bo, you know, you've got a Chinese top laner, uh, sorry, a Chinese jungler, I've descended into Reddit. Uh, and a mute support player in Kaiser, um, who outside of law, I don't think anyone thinks is particularly good at the moment. So yeah, it's it's a bit of a bit of a mess. Uh so I'm gonna ask again the question like this which of these two teams do you think will be stronger after Vitality's roster change? Do you think uh mad because i mean i think we'll all agree that mad will probably be heavily favored to win this game because even if upset's good it's so soon in the season you would think that the lec finalists would probably you know get it done but kira who do you think will end up finishing better vitality or mad oh we mean who will win or who'll finish end up finishing better in the league in the league who will have the better who will have uh, the better split the stronger uh, just because probably mad just because of the regular season like strength but i don't know like with this change uh it's interesting because it's like the no one left to lie to left like change for like upset but there is actually an excuse for him which is like kind of crazy and i won't like basically I, i hate when players like give like excuses and bullshit but he genuinely had the same one because the same excuse extended to neon uh kaiser is just shit like he's just bad so i don't know what miracle like they want upset to fucking do and they want to like play for him or stuff like most of the problems in that bot lane were symptoms of kaiser not neon and that's not to say that neon didn't have a down year like you said but like well fucking has it Kaiser's down year can only be found. It was like an off year in Australia. That's how fucking down it was. It was fucking shit. It was unbelievable. There was no upside. He was just terrible. Anyway, you can. It, do, it does feel like he disappeared after that second mad uh, final victory as soon as uh, Humanoid left the team, and he did in fact just go on a gap year and has never come back. Like uh, I would, I would, uh, I would agree with that. Um, so you favour mad or- orcs? What do you think? Like, do you? 
expect Vitality to be significantly better with Upset? I would say I think it makes a big difference. I think that Upset is an upgrade. And when he was playing, uh, I think he was, I mean, I think a lot of people be the opinion that him and Hillsong were the best bot lane uh, or at least up there. But I think another thing that makes a big difference is one of the things I felt like about uh, Vitality going into this previous season was there's going to be a lot of, like teething issues when you have, you know, the <laughs> Korean top laner who's just come from challenges. You have the Chinese jungler who... Uh, who's trying to acclimatize with all the, you know, there's, there's a lot of different pieces going there that you have to try and form together that made me think that this would be more of a long-term thing. And on top of that, I think another reason that I think really ha favors them is the fact that the jungle meta is starting to shift. And so if you look at the winter jungle meta, which for most teams, obviously G2 is an exception, for most teams was like fasting junglers, you can skip camps because it doesn't matter, you keep up an XP even if the enemy jungler full clears and you do three camps in a gank. And I feel like of any jungler in the league, that favored Malrang the most. And I feel like of any jungler in the league, that was like worst for Bo. Because when yep. Bo was in the LPL, he was playing Olaf, he was cracking skulls, he was the carry. And I feel like if we shift more towards a meta where, you know, junglers can be more creative with their pathing to the point where counter jungling is now enabled. We've just had the patch come in uh, where the damage reduction on enemy camps isn't there anymore. So you can kind of jungle more. There's more gold available in the jungle. This is prime opportunity for Bo to really flex his muscles. And, you know, of course, he didn't have like a flawless split, but there were those games where he really was excellent. And I think as we shift more towards a jungle meta that isn't fasting Elise pretty much all the time, I think Vitality will start to flourish more, especially if they have more stability in their bot lane. So do you, and you think that's enough that they'll be a better team than Mad? I'm optimistic. I think they will definitely be competitive. I'm going to go and say I think they can actually beat them, but I do think, obviously, I mean, Mad did fantastically in the winter split. There's no reason to suggest that they can't keep up. And the point I made about the jungle meta shifting, I feel like that's more negative towards Koi with Malrang than it is towards Mad. But I think it'll be close, but I'm going to go with Vitality. By the way, how do you... See, if we're going into, like, more farming jungle, right? But I don't know how, like, this, like, the equation of players, like, solves. Because when you... I've now watched perks playing LEC now for... This is the second year, because his first that year there was his return. Yeah? I'm not just... No, no, no. Last last, last year, year was, was his return. Yeah, yeah last year was really turn. Yeah, this yeah. is his first play. Okay. Yeah. All every single one has involved him like bringing as many bodies as he can to like get priority on like mid, uh, minimum jungle sometimes support as well. How do you play farming junglers around that? The thing is, I don't think it has to be like exclusively like a power farming jungle like things like Carthus, but I think it's just more like the fact that you actually you garner an advantage from. You know, having Pryo mid, like if Perks are succeeding in the mid lane, if you have like a strong mid jungle combo, you can leverage that to challenge enemy jungler and shut them out of the game. Whereas like right now, you can you can pick a lease, you can do three camps in a bot, enemy jungler invade your top side. Okay, I don't care, I'll do scuttle, I'll gank bot again. Uh, oh, wave stack now. Well, I'll you know I got no camps up. I'll just sit in this bush for three minutes and then we'll dive bot, and you'll somehow be like at most a level down. Like yeah. jungle was so broken, and I think like. I don't, I don't think that's the meta. Like, e even if it's, like, doesn't have to be full farming junglers. Like, I don't think the meta is necessarily, like, slingshot in the direction. But even if things like, you know, graves are more enabled or things like, you know, that have, you know, they, they have impact, but they do want to pick up a bit of farm. And if you let them get ahead, they get out of control. I think that is a sort of uh, uh, scenario where I see their mid-jungle uh, being leveraged really well. So I don't think it necessarily has to be, like, play for jungle jungle is like the only person who's going to get farm and we're going to invest everything to him i just think that it's like 
more similar to where I'd see Bow flourishing compared to like you but know, both the changes. I think look at like a way of like when you look both sorry changes look to me like isolating solo lanes is going to be like so optimum because you've now got the damage reduction change which lets you map split jungle. You can start an enemy camp and do your quadrant to quadrant once again, and that also heavily favors. Uh, bot lane push and we're already in a meta where getting bot lane ahead results in jungle camps being ahead because you then get man advantage and push and dive opportunities so but I, so i don't see like unless you want to play like against the grain or like like something else i'm not i'm actually not seeing how like this vitality is like m more suited than mad is like like the meta which is like fucked up cause i think the vitality players are like better but it's just because in like key places they seem like more hampered and like to me it depends. Like, uh, it de oh sorry go on I, I feel like the the upset change will make a big difference if they if the bot priority is still super important i feel like one thing to mention is that like with big system changes it's hard to fully see the ramifications that come through i think something i mentioned as well is the difference we've seen in meta between like the eastern regions and the lec like we saw a big move towards engaged supports already prior to the changes that came through to kind of disincentivize range supports whereas like you know in the lck t1 are picking any ad carry you can think of in the support role and dominating with it and absolutely crushing so I feel like even the MSI, we may see these, we may see these teams combine, and it may, you may sort of see that, you know, maybe LEC is a different read from this meta. But I still think that, like, despite the fact that you know bot lane is still a very impactful role, that they are kind of trying to pull away from that a bit. We've seen the nerf to like spell thieves items. They're still addressing things in those areas. We could see where it is more okay just to pick like engage support and have them move. And ultimately, I, I feel like even if the meta may end up favoring Mad more overall, I still think for Bo, who's been a bit standout, I believe in like his ability to carry, given a meta that's more favorable towards him. Because I think he was kind of struggling in a meta that wasn't too suitable. So maybe Vitality would have to change as a team as a whole to facilitate Bo in that way. But I think it becomes like a viable option. Because well, I, like no. I feel like G2 showed what they can do. But I feel like G2 were on like a completely different caliber to the to any other team. And I feel like Vitality went in a position where they could set a bow to do that. Because I think G2 had it. It's like it's like the T1 example in, in the LCK is that like Carrier does things that like other teams just can't replicate when they don't have Carrier. Mm. But I do think like it's more going to be a widely available strategy with the jungle changes for something that Vitality can pursue. Yeah, okay. so yeah, so uh, I, I just think Bo's gonna end up being a band aid fix to any of Vitality's bottom. Like, bot lane gets frozen off, they're gonna fix it with uh, with Bo. It's like top lanes, like, isolate, they're gonna fix it with Bo. Like, I actually just don't see Bo getting to flourish in this team because now we're looking at potentially more people. Like, Neon wasn't someone that like demanded to be like played through and played around. You'd actually quite happily play like isolated sides of the match. To better or worse, may I add, sometimes he would misevaluate those things and he probably should have been calling jungler. But like now you have upset there and I can go tell you because I went and checked like Razork's um goal stats. That man was finishing bot lane an mm. awful lot and covering bot lane no matter what way that lane state is. And yeah, like sometimes if you're a player as good as upset you can justify that. But generally some other like it's it's just not sometimes it's just not always the correct thing to be doing. And then you're gonna have the push and pull of upset and perks. So I I I, I kind of feel for Bo already. The more that I think about it, if you, I, cause I wanted to see Bo being played through. Yeah. And in this iteration, I feel like Bo is playing for his lens, and that's that's kind of how I feel. Yeah, I think that is a good point. With upset, is like historically a very 
resource heavy demanding player and does require or at least wants a lot of jungle attention and uh to your point also i do think that yeah you're gonna like it, we're moving into an, a meta where in theory there should be a lot of counter jungling opportunities but i don't know how enabled he's going to be even in from like a comm standpoint to do that we have seen that he's shown that he's willing to do things like you know he even picked the nidley right which would be fucking ideal uh in those kind of scenarios but i mean i don't see him playing nidley with upset on his team like i don't think that's gonna happen like so. I, I actually want the thing that ox is talking about to be like true where like because beforehand it was like G2's system let them play the carries and now carries become more generally available to everyone then you, you, the team is more inclined to let Bo play. I just see that like I don't see who's going to band-aid fix Vitality's problems and there will be problems because there's always problems with new teams yeah. but I don't I don't think either fixes them. I don't think Photon who can't speak English fixes them. I don't think Perks has, historically has been that type of player for a while now. I think it just looks like they're going to use jungle. That's the one boon I would say, though, that Vitality, for me, kind of has in the bank at this point, which is Photon just seems to be so much stronger in lane over a plethora of different champions and basically every other oh, top in the region like... that you can kind of just <laughs> sacrifice him and he'll still yeah. be, you know, uh, good, uh, let's say. Um, but yeah, so yeah, just a quick word from both of you then. Like, who, who are you expecting to win this weekend? Mad or Vitality? One word, Orcs. Who's, who's taking this mad, one? Mad, mad, I think it's too soon. And you, Kira? I think mad because they're on they because they're on break. Probably it'll be Vitality. Yeah, you could or you could also say that I, Look, I, like I even oh, now. So I was gonna say there is an angle where Vitality just win on the basis that because it's so early that Bo actually you know he doesn't have the build up of resentment from upset not coming <laughs> bot all the time. So maybe he gets one game at the start where he gets to be like, Bo. I think actually I think Mad Lions will finish higher. But I actually think Vitality is quite a rough matchup because Photon Chase isn't that good. Like Perks um, uh, into Niske is actually a mismatch currently. Mm. It has been every single time they've played. Yeah. Uh, Bo, uh, Perks have been a better 2v2. Like, I don't know. I, there's like a lot of revolutions that make me think that even though Mad Lions I think will finish higher, Vitality will probably beat them. Fair enough. Right. Uh, now I want to get your thoughts on, even though there haven't been, you know, too many roster changes, we've already covered all, all the important ones that have taken place anyway. I want to get your thoughts, starting with you, Orcs, on who do you think, which team do you think will have the biggest change between winter and spring? Like, where are you expecting the biggest shakeup to be? Like the biggest change in terms of like placements. So, yeah, so the discrepancy between where how they performed last split to this split. Like who do you think is gonna it doesn't have to be good by the way, it could be a big drop off, big fat drop off. Mm. I think I think this is the easy one. I feel like it's gotta be XL for me, because I think that split was so bad. It's like it's not hard to have like a negative upswing from then. Um I think, you know, Bringing limit in will hopefully make a difference, but I think ultimately, uh, I feel like you know, as was said before uh, by Kia, like uh, Patrick, I think this was like the worst play. I think it was a lot of out of character performances coming from this team. So, you know, I feel like if they even play it at like a mediocre level, they should sure. be improving on what they had last split. And you, Kira. So because Ox said XL, I have to say Fnatic. So let me get the propaganda list here. <laughs> Uh, Razork and Humanoid will start caring about the split. Uh, Reckless has historically one of the best weak side players. This will enable Oscarn to carry the map and he will carry through their veteranship. Uh, Advian has a deeper champion pool, allowing for more flexible drafts. 
See, it's very nice, beautifully off the cuff, off the top of the dome. Uh, just like my opening gambit, all, all just you know, instantaneous genius. But anyway, no, I, I'm actually, I'm thinking a different bit of a different angle. I'm, I'm thinking XL. I think XL will probably get into. I wouldn't even be surprised if both XL and Fnatic do make it into GSL. I mean, it's top fucking eight after all. You don't have to, you know, do anything special. I think it'll be one of BDS, Astralis, and SK. One of those teams will plummet. I think, uh, and I'm not sure. I I'm just picturing like one of these teams is going to be like one and eight or whatever the yeah. Well, I guess it would be one and eight and just rubbish. And I'm leaning I... towards. I'm leading. I'm going to say BDS, you know. I'm going to say BDS. I'm going to say that Adam's just going to lose the fucking plot at some point and the rest of the map's going to collapse. Shio's still a rookie. Like, you know, he's living, uh, you know, he's living a high life right now, but maybe they'll have a couple of bad games, lose a bit of confidence. Nuclear Int had one of the most, I mean, he was my most improved player Revolution. in the split on, uh, you know, maybe that, like, we'll see if that was all, all uh, a Noah uh, Mirage or not. Um, I think they could. I think they could have a big swing. Actually, I think they could have a big swing. I'm not Here's, saying it will happen, but could do. You're just basically one for the end. Oh, like and you, by the way, Crownie overperformance surely as well. Last split, like he was unreal for sections of it. So go on. Here's a space one for you. So technically, okay, Koi finished third. Is that correct? Uh, yes. Right, but if you actually look at how they got into, uh, they came in. At seventh, right? They right, came in yeah. at a seventh drawing with uh, Australia. Their record was five and four, uh, four and five, right? Now, I'm not saying if you like, I'm not saying they're not going to make it. What I'm saying is, is like, they are consistently, I think, going to be the team where they will finish low, but as, as long as they do not finish tenth or ninth, they will always like progressively get better the deeper into it that they go, if you know what I mean. Like, they will always, that team will always be really sketchy because they have Trimbe and Malrang, whose variance in play, and then obviously, like, Zagenda, they don't know that top lane exists. Uh, that, like, they're basically just thingied on the consistency of, like, Comp and Larson. You know what mm. I mean? Those are, their, like, their rocks. And they'll win as many regular season games as the other people's levels, like, narrow out. But there's nothing to say, I don't think, where, like, a, they can lose, like, a streak of games. And, like, it's hard to say they won't make playoffs, but what I'm trying to highlight is the fact that, it's like, they've got, like, the biggest delta of, like, where they were to, like, where they, like, finished. And it's quite easy for them to, you know what I mean? Sure, that, sure. To, like, move about. It's kind of hard to explain, but, like, there is, like, a world in which they're, like, eeky, squeaky bumming it at, like, eighth, like, contesting, like, that point. Uh, because of the were. way that the game... As, as they came to war, like I can actually I mean, see that happening again. It wouldn't have taken much for the, for us to be talking about them as the team who didn't make it, right? Yeah, it wasn't, exactly. It wasn't yeah. that far away. Like they came third, but it could have easily been like, no, they came ninth. So, but I, I don't know. actually think it's them. I would just like to highlight them as a the possibility. Someone your, yeah, someone to keep yeah. your eye on. So yeah, that leads me into the next and final question today, which is, who do you guys think is the biggest threat to G two coming into this split? And also, do you think, and I'll start with you, Orcs, do you think there's going to be, uh, let's touch on this first, do you think there's going to be any issues with G2 from like a motivational standpoint? Again, for viewer context, obviously they're already qualified for MSI. They've got a title this year under their belt. Do you expect G2's level to stay the same? Or do you think, you know, maybe there'll be a bit of a drop-off? I would expect that 
level to stay similar. I think especially when you have, like, Yike is obviously still going to be full of energy and wanting to prove himself, but also, like, Hans Sammer Redemption arc, and I think they'll want to continue this trajectory. Also, the seeding's a big factor. I think MSI is scarier than ever before, because previous MSIs, you're kind of guaranteed semis unless you, like, unreal griefed it. But now, with there being, you know, two Korean, two uh, Chinese yeah. teams, it is going to be hard. Yeah. It is going to be really difficult. But there's a double elimination bracket. There is, of course, but like it's still, I feel like, so easy that you could end up facing one of these and just get knocked out. So I think G2 are the hope for Europe and want to be coming in with their A game. So I think they'll probably stay consistent in terms of a team that I think would be up to challenge them. Uh... I think I think there's two candidates realistic ones. I think it's I think it's a hard call. I think potentially I I think Mad's like the safest one. I think you could say. But being honest, I mean, I'm going for like the alternative answer. I don't think anyone really is in a position mm -hmm. to. They look so far ahead. I remember watching like the 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 match before the finals. I think it was like losers bracket elimination from spring or whatever it was allocated as. I remember watching that, and I was just like, yeah, G2 won. Like yeah. just watching that series, I was like, there is no shot, no chance that 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 any team is living up to that. And then when G2 ended up winning, I was like, oh yeah. Well, I think like so much has to happen for teams to close the gap. I, I mean, it could happen, right? But I think I estimate it probably won't. I think G2 will remain on top. Yeah, what do you think, What do you think, Kira? Okay, I agree with Alex. I think G2 just look like they'll most likely just remain on top. Um, barring, like, massive, like, systemic changes to the game, uh, which don't look like they're coming all that quick. We're going to go with that. I think there's actually three interesting I think Team Vitality, if, like, all the players, like, click together, there's, like, a chance mm. where, like, they can the do dream. it. Yeah, there is, like, a dream. But I also like to, like, highlight two dreams. I still believe in the XL dream. Not because I'm huffing pure copium, but because the XL dream is literally still predicated on the exact same principles as it was before. Like, if you were to... If I was to... Even though I've seen this team play, if I was to rank them for player strengths for this one, I'm that crazy, I would still put them in, like, top three. I'm that... I do not care. Like, I know Odo Amni's level. I know Patrick's level. I've seen what Vito can do. I've literally now heard his Xerxes calling in the game. I genuinely think if you get a better hold on this ship, like, there's a chance they can, like, turn it around. Do I rationally think they will ever catch G2? Not a fucking chance. They're now too far back, probably, to get ahead in the race. Another only interesting one that's fucking mental is Fnatic. Because if for some strange and unknown reason, Humanoid and Razork start caring, they can literally beat world-class teams. Yeah. They can. They've done it before. It's a mythical fucking zone creature that is often talked about on the cave wall, you know? But it has happened. There is evidence of prehistoric Humanoid having slain SKT and EDG. It's just been a while, guys. I know. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I weirdly, but I don't think it will happen. I, I, I actually have, I actually have the exact same take as you. Upon I'd probably drop Fnatic off the list, and I would caveat what I'm saying by, I think it, this either of these scenarios are unbelievably unlikely. Yeah. But the best chance, uh, this is really weird, right? Because again, I predicted that Vitality would come sixth before last split, and I think they did come sixth in actuality. But they, I did say they have really high variance. And the thing is, now they still probably have a similar floor, maybe even a worse floor with upset, honestly, because of sort of the, the profile clashes potentially. But they have an even higher ceiling, right? If they get their fucking Dungeons and Dragons 50 dice out and roll all 99s, 
they could win. Like does, they could win. Does that beat? Does that win a beat? That's the problem, though. Does that win a Bo three? Because that wins you Bo ones. And very real. You actually tend to have to just be a better team than the person every day of the week, rather than it has to be. Yeah, I mean, everyone just has to be feeling it. They have to be really high on confidence. It's never going to be like some super beautiful like season five Korean nonsense, right? It's going to be bow popping off bot lane popping off the 2v perks and uh bow 2v2 going really well and photons just doing his thing right and they have to keep that up over a series again i do not think it's likely but legitimately i could say that i think vitality will finish let's say fifth that's probably about where i think they'll finish anyway let's say fifth but if i was a bet maker i would make them the second favorites to win the league on that basis because i think koi have no fucking shot in my opinion like yes larson larson is larson but he i mean very very good but he still has deficiencies yeah they're a little bit nitpicky because he does have such a high level but he has he's very predictable as good as he is he is equally predictable comp is an ad carry like he's great but again like I'm Not sorry. Not fixing like, any of the systemic problems on the team. Yeah, exactly. Like jung the jungle support issue has just always been there, and top lane, in my opinion, like. It, it, I'm not going to go on about it. I've spoken about it enough before. It just doesn't make any sense to me on any level. Um, so there's just too many problems and gaps on on uh, on on Rogue and uh, on Koi. Sorry, and also Larson isn't the kind of player. Even though you, you could say he, you could argue that he kind of did it low key at Worlds a little bit, where he's basically solo carrying the only guy that cared. But he doesn't carry in the same way that a Caps could carry a series, if that makes sense. Like he can't take a team that has no shot of winning and turn them into the team that wins. He's just not that style of player. He's the kind of team where if everyone's playing at a mediocre level, he can be the difference just by playing out team fights beautifully by controlling his lane as he usually does very well. But he's not that guy, right? He's not picking vain mid and just fucking popping off at 40 minutes. So yeah, I, I don't I don't think Rogue have a, a be, shot in hell. To be fair, Rogue are only like one player change, like one realistic player change away from be, being able to contest them. If imagine if Koi had Photon. No, if no, if Koi had no, if Photon's not the problem. If, if Koi had a lawyer, because well, they can yeah, evaluate. Sure, sure, if, yeah. if Koi yeah. has a lawyer, they could contest G two. I'm being really serious. They could do it. The but if Koi, but if, the thing is though, if Koi had El Yoya, they should just get Otto back as well because yeah, that that's, would I'm, be I'm like. Saying, oh, I'm, I'm just saying, think that's a fair call no matter what. Yeah, but I'm just saying that like the the jungle problem in Koi is just yeah, way yeah. beyond the top lane problem. Like Malrang's deficiencies are insane right now, mate. They're, yeah. they're fucking insane. Yeah. So and the problem with Mad obviously is we've seen Mad playing with their best player playing really well and they're still like way short and like yeah it's just, so that I, I don't feel like they're really so, imagine you know, second best team so yeah i could see a world where it's like vitality come fifth xl come sixth but again in my odds i've got g2 then vitality then xl those would be my three most likely winners as weird as that sounds so sorry orcs you look like you uh want yeah, to say something all, all i was gonna say is that i feel like it's kind of like the lpl way you know i'm bringing this up as lpl caster where like you just have these high variance teams where you got a world, you know, top esports bomber and coops. Obviously, we've had like FPX bomber and coops before. Obviously, this worlds didn't go so well, but you normally like you just have one team who just everything hits. You know, kind of like DRX did recently, right? You just have yeah. a team where everyone just comes together, and you know that like the the skill level was potentially there for some of these players. And I feel like it feels like for a team like Vitality, even if the chance necessarily isn't high that they'll happen, there is a chance of that. Whereas, like as you said, I feel like for Koi. I don't see it, like, even on their best day necessarily, but, like, there's so many teams. Like, I feel like IG in the LPL was, like, 
one of those teams where you know they they won worlds and then at msi got knocked out by na where it's like super high variance and i think like a lot of the players on vitality could end up like just just popping off and that could be enough mm. oh, oh sorry quick question here and that, that's an, uh, yeah, i think an interesting one who do you think g in the lpl who do you think clearly better than g2 and who do you think is like the best team they can beat I think F- it FNA. is. I think it's really hard with the LPL at the moment because my personal opinion is the LPL looks a bit shaky right now. It's I so shit, isn't it? There's there's a bunch of teams towards the top who I think are honorable mentions to go, but like, like the most convincing team right now is EDG, which feels really weird to say considering like their lineup. Yeah. I think looking at it beforehand, I don't think anyone would have said EDG with the convincing ones, but like top esports have like manifested their top esports vibe of just who who knows what team's turning up jdg look good but then they have these games i'm like like they had mid and 80 carry zero 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 and the game's ending and they just let the game end i'm like i have no idea and they had some really questionable moments i don't think i'm like i don't think i can call it who's necessarily like good enough i think it's gonna take msi to match it's so hard to call right now the only team i think is out of g2's feet to beat is t1 I, I don't. I think, I think. I. I think they can beat everyone else in the world. Not favourites, but I think the feat is within their grasp. Yeah. I just don't think they can beat T1. I, I think, think that's that's. I think right now T1 look. And the thing is, we'll have a meta shift before MSI. That might help. But right now, I think T1 just look completely unstoppable. Everyone else, it's possible, right? We've seen G2 win MSI before, right? Obviously, very different time, <laughs> different roster. But I think T1 are the only team that I'd really be afraid of right now. But we, we, you know, there's still time. Yeah. No, I buy that. Uh, anyway, guys, that's going to be it from us today. Uh, we'll leave it there. So thank you all very much for watching. Uh, thank you, Orcs, for joining us. And we will Good see one. you all next time.